Um, we are live. live. Yeah. <laughs> we are live. There you go. Yeah, and on live. that bombshell that we're not going to tell you about right at this minute, uh, yeah. we, we are talking about that later. Me and Stephen have <laughs> just come. Good morning, everyone, by the way. Hello, uh, and welcome to our economics. Uh, we've just come straight from a meeting, mm. um, which was great, with uh, Stephen's boss, no less, as well. Yeah. That went really, really rather and well. The even better news is he is still my boss, so I wasn't my employment wasn't ended well, during that I, meeting. I know, even though you did take a telephone call very sneakily in the middle of yes. that. I did, I did see I did see you do that. So there you go. Uh, you know, uh, some some people would see that as disgusting behaviour, but yeah. he probably just thought that you were you were getting a million. It was a sale. Yeah. If he says anything, John, it was a sale. So yeah, you know that's it, why I took the call. There you go. Well. Second, second of the wows for this year. Um, yeah. So here we are, back again. We um, are. This year is going so quickly already. Yeah. The fact that uh, we're already in this, the, the second throes of this. Um, just to tell you, uh, we have a wonderful guest coming up any minute now. And next week we have three, not one, three. not two, but three guests. How we're going to fit into the room, I, I, I don't know. Um, yeah. um, one of those guests recently appeared on uh tv with phil and holly did you see yeah. that in the photo that i sent you i did very uh, this morning i mean I, is that a, is that a come down for them to come on our show or really was is this a step up i'm not well actually sure that's what i said in my uh twitter uh yeah. tweet yesterday and they said no not at all it's going to be great coming on yeah. wow economics and i thought yeah actually there you are it will be it'll be fantastic coming on wow economics after gmtv but there we go so uh, phil and fern are we they're phil and fern or fern and phil are we graham and stephen or stephen and graham or does it not matter or do we just go uh there? yeah only only on, only on a friday the rest yeah. of the week i'm jessica right okay let's go <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! And with that bombshell, let's uh, let's bring in our guest today. It's Caroline. Hello, nice of you to join us. Do not worry. Do not worry if your little one wants to to come no. in at any point or, okay. or, or say hello Good. or whatever, because we're just yeah. used to that here. You know, we we both have little ones ourselves. And, and Graham uh, has a dog that frequently will bark, and you'll notice Graham will suddenly his microphone will go on mute, and you know Trooper is barking in the background so. for no reason <laughs> yeah. whatsoever. Yeah. Anyway, Caroline, uh, lovely to, to have you here. For those people that haven't seen you before, you, I, I, some people might have seen me uh, interview you, you a few days ago for MOVE, but um, in case people haven't ever met you before, what is it that you do? Okay. Um, if you hear any coughing, it is my little boy, so. Oh, I, I just feel, I feel sorry for him. Yeah. I know. Um, yeah, no, so I, I have an interior design business and I also paint murals. Um, I've been doing it now. I'm, I've been doing it on my own now for the sort of last seven or eight years. I've been in the industry for about 15 plus years. I went to uni and everything. So been doing it a while. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I think the main thing that we'd really love to talk to you about, and I know Stephen's itching to get in there with this, <laughs> is, um, you know, we've seen so many people move into working from home during mm. this period. And it's, I think for a lot of people, especially from a sort of mental health point of view, but maybe even from, well, we know from an ergonomic point of view as well, it's been an absolute strain working from home. It was certainly when we first started this, 
right at the beginning in the middle of the pandemic you know a lot of the advice was we we were hearing people going well i'm trying to work on a ironing board or <laughs> um, the dressing room table is having to make do so i've cleared half of the lipstick and the mascara off in order to put the laptop there how do i how do i make this better but um, hello um, but but you know generally is there is there some advice really or, or are there some ways in which people can start to try and separate off the work part of their life and their home life at home in terms of it does design help with that it does, yes. I, I think so. I mean, funnily enough, I'm actually working on my dining table right now, which seems a bit ironic that we're talking about this. Um, I haven't, even or even I've been on my own for a few years, I still haven't got around to actually creating my own space. But I think it is so important because right now I've got paperwork spilling onto my kitchen table. Um, I have paperwork in my bedroom and it's just not, it doesn't feel mentally... Um, it's for a busman's holiday, though, isn't it? No, you know, doing, yeah. doing anything so I'm for not yourself. really preaching, particularly what I'm probably <laughs> going to talk about. However, <laughs> however, it is um, if you can create a clever storage solution um, that allows you to be able to close off everything and that room still feels like it's a homely room, mm. then that is the, definitely the, the, the best way forward. So clever, you know, I've wardrobes potentially that are completely empty that I've got a built-in table in them for example that you can slide out brilliant idea something like that um and definitely the more storage you can get in a house the better it really does help um because it's not nice it's not a nice feeling to walk into a space of clutter it's not creative it doesn't make you feel relaxed so what now <laughs> i mean whilst you, i would say one of the things we spoke about graham when, when obviously everyone was working from home was the fact that this this sort of assumption that everyone had space and we sort of spoke about, you know, we predominantly focused around, you know, maybe particularly, particularly in London with property prices being extremely high. A lot of people mm. maybe who are new to the employment sort of in their early 20s or, or even, I guess, mid to late 20s in London, potentially are working in one bedroom flats or single rooms, potentially. You know, maybe they didn't have a space yeah. where they could even put a desk. So how would they overcome that? It was a challenge from the very start. Not everyone lives in three or four bedroom houses that have got space for a desk or a spare room and that was one of the big pieces was how did you help those people mm. who physically didn't have a space for a desk when you had to work from home because of covid but that's yeah. still the case now isn't it three three years on they still don't have the space how do they create it and how do they create that separation between work and and home life yeah yeah i, th I think um I think you'll be surprised though when you start to try and declutter a house. If you if you really, um, you know how big how it doesn't matter how big or small the house may be, but I think you'll be surprised by actually just how much stuff you're keeping that really you don't need to keep. And it's when you reduce that clutter, you suddenly create space mm. that you didn't even realize you had and you could take the you know take advantage of. Um, I definitely, especially if you know if you're working in your own bedroom, for example you'll be shocked at how much you probably got at the back of your wardrobes. And if you clear it all out, suddenly you've got space for a filing cabinet, whatever it might be. But um, yeah, I think. Oh, I think my wife and I actually did that exercise at the weekend. Uh, funnily yeah. enough, we, we, we cleared out all of the, we went into uh, the abyss that is our wardrobes and we cleared out all of the clothes that we, we now can't fit in because of the pandemic. 
Um, <laughs> and and you lost else. so much weight, all Graham, exercising. Yeah, all of that. <laughs> but also, also, you know, you just kind of, I think it's an exercise you, a lot of people just don't do regularly enough. And, you know, even like, you know, my top straw and whatever, you go in there and it's like, I haven't worn that for like 10 yeah. years. Yeah. You know, why am I holding on to it? You're so you're right. I think yeah. all of us, even if we haven't actually got OCD and 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 compulsive uh, collecting me disorder. A picture. <laughs> oh, oh, that's nice. Look at this picture. There you go. Oh, that's, that's is that me and you, Graham? That is me and you. <laughs> I wish I was that thin. Yeah. Cool. You see, that's why I had to get rid of all of the, all of the old clothes because that's how I look now. But yeah, I, I, you know, I think it's a great exercise. What, what is the, what is the main issue that you've seen if you've gone into somebody's space like that in terms of where they're not using stuff correctly? Gosh, what a question. Um, that is a hard question. Yeah, I think um, again, it's um, certainly it's, it's looking at it's looking at how you use your room. Like, are you using the room in the best way possible? Basically, um, are, are you? Um, it, would it be? Would it actually make sense to push things maybe to an outer wall to create more space in the middle of the room? Um, you know, can you can you make more use of your walls? Because you'd be amazed by just you know how. Mm even just having a picture is lovely to have a picture but maybe could you actually get benefit of having a cupboard there instead or some shelving you know and it can be done aesthetically as well it can be done really well mm. this is so hard you're doing brilliant no, I, I, I totally agree i mean look we've got a, an old victorian house here so actually floor to ceiling space each of the each of the uh each of the spaces in the rooms we've got a lot of height Mm -hmm. so it kind of makes sense you know we yeah. when, when we moved into the house there was freestanding wardrobes at one end uh in our in our master bedroom and it, it was just you know you'd pile stuff on the top and you'd never then get to that stuff because it was inaccessible um and we've you know we just got a local um joinery company not not one of these you know very expensive people but a local joiner to, to make up units across the end and it's been fantastic, you know, because you're getting all of that space. And it's just hello, it, it, hello. and it just looks hello. like a wall. Yeah. It looks like yes. a wall at the end. It, it, it reduced the, the overall width of the room a little bit, but yeah, it doesn't, you know, you soon get used to that. And yet what it gives you in terms of space in the room is amazing. Yeah. So. I mean, you, you probably find like, especially in like living rooms, for example, you might have a fireplace in the centre and you've got these alcoves either side. That, and you're probably, you're probably just dumping a few boxes in the corner on the floor. But are you, have you got shelves there? Have you, are you really like maximising what you've got? I mean, I don't, you don't want to obviously shrink the, the room down too much, but you really do want to make take advantage of the space you've got and do it cleverly um, so that people don't even realise actually behind there is a whole load of stuff that... Yeah, you don't want people to see. What have you seen, Caroline, in terms of sort of in, inventive or creative pieces of furniture that have, I mean, potentially either existed before or have come out since COVID? What other sort of one or two pieces that really stick in your mind as to that's a brilliant idea that would help a lot of people? Anything, anything come to mind? Um, I can't, not necessarily sort of names, but I've seen many, many videos, um, especially 
in the sort of sort of China, Japan, they come up with some fantastic solutions where because yeah. they have some very small spaces of, of living accommodation over there, where there's something that is attached to the wall that they can slide up and it suddenly becomes a table. Yeah. Or they have these boxes that fold down into things, but then they take it all out, suddenly they've got a dining space. And then when people come around, they can fold it all back into it and then it's just a box in the corner. Just anything like that, I just find fascinating yeah. that people can think of how those items can actually fold back into themselves and almost disappear. It's like, I don't know. It's incredible how someone yeah. thinks that through. Um, yeah. But yeah. Certainly I, I, things like under, under stair storage that can pull out so that you That is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. again, that's a wasted space, isn't it? Most most stairs are wasted and you can fit a toilet in there or storage for sure. Mm. But um, yeah. I've, I've, got, I've I, got to ask, when, you, when you're talking to people, are people... If it is a if it's a workspace, are people actually interested in ergonomics? I mean, it might be something that people don't necessarily talk to you about. You know, they might just be more concerned with the aesthetics. But is it yeah. is it part of the conversation at all? Um, I, I think it, it is in a sense. If it's going to be something they're going to use, you know, they're going to be sat there regularly at. Like definitely, chairs is something that I think people oversee. Um, you've got to be comfortable sitting down um, in, in the chair. I think that's something that you need to worth. It's worthwhile shopping around for and spending some time researching a really good quality chair um, and be, and just looking at the heights in which you sit at because um, dining tables might be okay for sitting at for a half an hour or an hour for a dinner, but are they okay for seven or eight hours? You know, is it does it feel right? Even a like laptop sometimes, the height that you've got, I mean, I, I feel like sometimes I'm messing around doing this quite yeah. a lot because actually i can't really i don't feel like the height is the right height for me oh well now stephen's gonna stephen's gonna help you here well least. i am because one of, one of the great things about coming on the show and i was just messaging this morning kirsty from last week is that you have to send us a photo of your desk setup and as you've kindly come on the show we then get to send you some some nice kit to make your workstation um, a little bit more healthy and productive for you so that's we will we will cover that off separately carolyn but we're gonna oh. we're gonna help you with that so um, yeah i was just messaging kirsty this morning and kirsty um sent me a picture of a, her desk setter and i said that's making my eyes bleed kirsty i'm gonna have to send you some kit out and said you don't have to i said i've got to so yeah that's one of the things that we'll we'll touch on and it's a theme that we've spoken about graham and i quite a bit we've done the show for a couple of years now is is that whole laptop piece you know it, mm. it's still you see a lot of it um, potentially some of the publications and 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 it, within your sort of area, Carolyn, where it's shown someone working with a laptop, and we bang on about the fact that it's shown flat, generally flat on a table, and yeah. therefore it naturally creates problems with shoulder and neck. So you know we've got this thing, Graham and I, about when we pick up on stock photos, the BBC and a lot of news outlets are some of the worst for it. They show this image of how they think a piece of equipment should be used. But actually, mm. it's sort of it's enforcing a bad a bad habit and probably sort of making the problem continually worse. Mm. But yeah. that is one of the challenges people have is dining room yeah. tables, height, etc. Yeah. I always get this mixed up, Graham. A dining room chair is too high and the table's too low. Generally, that's the too high. And the chair. Yeah, because typically if yeah. you look at if you look at a chair for, for a dining room table, um, you know, the whole idea is that you almost you sit on the edge of that that chair. You don't actually sit back into that chair, and it, and it makes mm. you sit upright to eat, and you're you're up there. Mm. But for for a lot of people, actually, they they then sit on the chair, which is too low to the dining yeah. room table, and their their arms are up at 
up at an angle and then that yeah. causes shoulder hunch and you know um, but poor circulation uh, flexion of the wrists all of those things that can cause problems oh, I, mean, I think one of the other things about ergonomics and it's why i think the ergonomics community needs to work more with the interior design community and vice versa is because um one of the things that ergonomics can bring to it or, or great ergonomic design can bring to it is adjustability and with that becomes flexibility in spaces so yeah. for example if you're designing a um an office space for someone at home and there's the option of a desk for example that can go up and down yeah you know then yeah. that space could work for a child to do their homework at it could work for you know someone someone of one height in the in the house to work at and then it can work for someone standing to work for yeah. a period so it can make that area so much more flexible for lots of people to work mm. you know I, and i think that's really important Def definitely no i agree with that and uh, and it's and it can work it can work in, in interior design in a in, for the room space as well the setup of the room like to be able to actually have a flexible room that you can transform and switch up for the reason you know whatever reason it might be whether it's a guest bedroom suddenly and then it or it's a sitting room or you know it's it, having that because if we are going to be working from home we do need to be able to blend into the rooms a little better than we are um so definitely i i think anything that is flexible is just going to yeah. be a lot more relaxing for the, the soul in a way anyway I guess one of the products, I'm mean, just to carry on the education, but one of the products which which Backer do, which I think would be really interesting for you, and it's, it's probably one of the bits that I think kind of globally isn't known about enough, is the document holder. Um, yeah. Because do, do you remember document holders, Caroline? Uh, you know, we used to have these things, like these clips that were by the side of your PC that right. would hold hold documents and then you type off of them. But people right. still work with paperwork and it must be a pain in the backside for you when you go into a space and you see that people have got like paper spread everywhere across the desk and you think, how am I going to make this practical but clear it up? Mm. Well, one of the things that that, uh, that Stephen's company do is a sliding top document holder. Which, as you say, Graham, it's one of the products that, despite it being around a long time, isn't a product that's particular. Well, it is well known, but there's a big there's a big there's a big gap, and a lot of people aren't aware it exists. So, I'm mean, funny enough, I'm actually I'm actually using one now, so it's in front of me. So the idea is, it sits between the screen and your keyboard, and it holds all your paper. So rather than you twisting left and twisting right and having paper everywhere like you were saying about utilizing space mm. it's using that air that exists between yeah. the keyboard and the screen so you slot it in there you can then pull the paper documents in front of you or a lot of people use it for things like tablets etc or mobile phones so you actually you create a lot more space and i guess one of the challenges for people when you're maybe designing for people work from home it's a limit of space yeah. but of course the beauty is then if you can then get the product up in the air it's sort of using that free air and, and reducing the sort of surface area you require to make a nice a nice workstation for someone. Yeah, I love that idea. I mean, I can yeah. I can see that, but working for a laptop as well, because obviously my screen obviously is all joined with the keyboard area. Yeah. So to, even to maybe have a stand potentially behind me that would display above my screen what it is I want to, you know, even just to have a couple of drawings because. I have it all laid out to the side of me, but it's just fine on the dining table, but it's not necessarily going to work everywhere I go. 
and it's great because we, we yeah we actually do a laptop stand that has a document holder built in and that's yeah. what i'm going to send to you after this conversation oh, is so actually fun. again like you mentioned there's a lot again you look at the themes that are common between interior design and ergonomics it's using that space if we've got yeah. the space let's fill it with something and use it a bit like graham and his and his wardrobes actually using that space to do something else with it so um i think we know exactly what we're going to be sending you now this is nice and easy yeah <laughs> and what about and what about sort of uh sort of color separation and, and sort of you know um sort of aesthetic design really in terms of living space and and maybe a workspace do, do we need to look at slightly different sort of design in terms of the, the space that we work in I'm, I'm thinking that especially like a lot of people will have a, a sort of a you know wall covering in a room for you know in in a room for the house and that's where they build their office etc but it's kind of too dark and with like typical you know lighting for uh you know a home isn't the same as lighting in an office <laughs> typically no. you know and unless you've got really great ambient light or you've got you know you've got great light coming from ahead from a uh, a skylight or whatever then a lot of people's workspaces are really dark and using yeah. sort of you know really dark tones on a wall or whatever it just leaves you feeling miserable <laughs> yeah. i think i think if there's a way that you can design your room or re re rejig your room so that potentially you could be sitting near a window um even looking out that window mm. even better because um just having that not just being able to look through and see nature or yeah. even just the occasional you know person walking by or whatever but it's just it's nice to have that in sort of engagement with that with something outside because it can be very lonely and just working from home all the time so just feeling like you're part of something else can make you feel quite rejuvenated quite motivated yeah. so i think anything by the window and giving you that natural light helping you to sort of adjust with the day as it goes along you know as the, as the sun starts to set you start to mentally feel ready to sort of finish your day as well that helps um, but yeah, in terms of paint colours, I mean, I've I've seen lovely ideas of where people have found a lovely spot in their in their um, living room, for example, and they've done a little bit of a mural on the wall, which maybe it's a motivational word or two, or it could be that they've zoned out the desk area with an arc, you know, like an arc shape, and they've put the desk underneath just to mm -hmm. make them feel like this is my zone. Nobody else is, you know, to, to come to this area. This is my workspace. And once you're sat there, you know, that's it. I'm now ready for the day. And um, that helps too. And that's, and that's really relatively important. straightforward that you haven't got yeah, to maybe make too many constructs. It's simply no. just changing the, 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 as you say, maybe adding a word, changing maybe the wall in which they operate on being one colour and the other walls being a different colour. It, it just little changes that are fairly inexpensive and mm. sort of don't cause a huge amount of hassle, etc., can make all that difference, can't they? Just creating mm. that separation between work and um, you know work and uh, and and okay. pleasure as it were within the same room mm, yeah definitely. no and i you know i'm also you when i spoke to you the other day you also spoke about the fact that you know it's so useful when you go in a lot of people think think that uh, that they can't actually do much with a particular area but one of the things that you can do with your experience uh, and your, your sort of design eyes on is can look at an area and go actually you know, you can change this about completely. It's always what, you know, when we ever watch interior design programs on the telly, um, you know, I, I love uh, Phil and Kirsty's Love It and List It, where mm. she looks at the plans of a house and goes, do you know what? I can make 20% extra floor space in this house with the existing 
you know footprint you just mm. think that's unbelievable i mean it must be great to be able to be involved in those sort of projects and go right i can actually make you more room with the room you've got yeah yeah i think because i think i think anyone I, some people do have that room in their house that actually they're not using very much or they're not taking full advantage of uh, it might be that they could knock through a wall and, and make a space bigger it might be that actually I don't know, maybe their bedroom is in the wrong place. Maybe it should be at the back of the house or the front of the house. Or, you know, if if the light's better in a certain room, are they you it should it should they switch things around a little bit? And once they switch it around, suddenly it feels fresh, it feels different. Um, their mind starts thinking about, oh, if we do that, well, maybe we could do that. And um just I think when you live in a space, you become it's always like that thing, isn't it? When uh, when you when it, when you when you're surrounded in smell smell certain smells you don't notice it do you you know you've lived in no, that smell smell blind same yeah. and I think it's the same sometimes with an interior like you've you've lived in this space you've had you've lived you've had your house this in this layout for 10 20 years you can't you can't possibly see it in another in a in another way round but um sometimes it does take that fresh pair of eyes to go well have you thought of this and, and it, it's amazing how many people surprise themselves. <laughs> Just uh, very quickly at this point, say hello to Susan, all the way from Ontario, uh, one of the people that likes to watch show. Um, yeah. uh, Caroline would just like you to know that she's quite happy if you want to fly her out to Ontario to go and do a job out there. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> it could be your first Canadian job. That'd be yeah, nice. Love that. Yeah. Well, look, thank you so much for coming on today. Um, as I say, as Stephen said, because you've come on, we do want to sort you out. So do give us a photo of what you're looking at now send yeah. it through to, send it through to me instead we'll connect with Stephen on linkedin yeah uh, if you haven't already um send it through to him and we will sort you out some stuff they'll also tell you about their task light system because you you were mentioning there very quickly as well about getting into kind of people's natural rhythm mm. um they actually do a task light that does that Oh, yeah, so we've got it. We've got a light out that it, it ch basically changes color throughout the day, almost to, to sort of the to sort of match the nat the natural progression of the sun throughout the day, and obviously it then ties in with your circadian rhythm of your body. So I'll send you some info over on that, so you can have a yeah. little nose through. But again, that's a product that we think, especially and Graham and I were talking about this the other day, especially where people are working from home a lot more, where the lighting they've got installed isn't good you know when it was put in wasn't the lighting that would work expected the room to be an office space it was very yeah. much a a sort of a a lounge area who where mainly different types of lighting so um yeah we're, that's where we're seeing a lot of interest is where people <gasps> haven't got sufficient light but and, and can simply add some nice task lighting that's very close to them to give them that nicer sort of working experience yeah, I don't know whether you saw um, my poll on that earlier in the week, but I was asking people, do they struggle to get up at this time <laughs> of the year, etc. And it was it's an astonishing amount of people that actually responded. I think I think it's up around the sort of nine thousand people mark now on LinkedIn, but it was a good sixty eight percent of people were saying yes. Yeah, that you know, this time of year it's really, really difficult, and it's anything that they can do design-wise within the home that would actually help them, mm. you know, to get up, feel like you know this is a space that they can be more proactive in would really help. So there you go, people. If you want to become more proactive, yeah. uh, get in touch with Caroline um, and uh, get get her to come and redesign your space. Caroline, thanks for joining us Thank for the you. first part of Wow today. It's been a pleasure having you on. Uh, hope your little lad. What's his name? Thomas. Thomas. Hi, Thomas. 
Hi, Thanks Thomas. for the Get picture well, of me and Stephen. Yeah, we'd like we that. We'd it. like that framed, please. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, signed. Okay. and signed. Yeah, and signed. And <laughs> signed. We never know. He might be. You know, he might be successful in years to come. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, there you go. Never know. Uh, but, 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 yeah, get, get get well soon, Thomas. Thanks. Thanks very much, Caroline, for coming. Oh, on. Thanks, Caroline. Cheers. Thank Bye you. for now. Bye. 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 Lovely, lovely. That wasn't it. That was really and a, a, an absolute trooper for battling through a poorly child as well. Oh, yeah, she did really, really well. It's really yeah. difficult, but I mean, this is mm. this is you know, um, a, you know, apologies to anyone listening that doesn't like uh, hearing stuff in the background, but tough. you know. Tough. Uh, that, that, is the, that is the reality of life these yeah. days. Um, there we go. Talking about and, talking about gadgets, I'm going to very quickly look. I bought this yeah. the other day. Look at that. Okay. Right, three ninety nine. Um, okay. And what it does? Look at that. It spins. Right. So this is. Yeah, it's really good. So you hold yeah. your phone, and you can control it from your from your phone. So you can actually get it to to. Uh, lock onto your face, and as you walk, it walks around. Yeah, nice. 3.99. It's amazing what they come out with these. Money days, well spent, it? Graham. Money well spent. Well, it's a, yeah, ab ab absolutely. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's interesting. Oh, what have we got here from yes. Susan? I was going to say just the really interesting comment there about house building, home building, house building. Well, yeah, being in the home building industry and always wanting to help those with my experience, I always tell those building new homes to build with the sun. Yes, have the sun rising coming into your kitchen. Mm. Yeah, no, absolutely. I I think it is interesting, and I think it's there. That is a a set of people we need to like focus on yeah. in two thousand and three. People that are doing interior design. Sorry, when? What year? What did I say? Two thousand three. <laughs> Let me just fire up the DeLorean, Graham. Yeah, back to the yeah. back to the future. 2023. I'm just not used yes. to saying it yet. No. In 2023, we do need to focus on uh, on maybe um, you know the interior design community mm. and see if we can get you know uh, more on board with them because you know they're they're doing a great job of helping people sort of create great spaces in their home. But as you say, you know, there's an educational bit there. If we can, if we can educate those people about ergonomics, you know. So, any of you dealers out there in Ergo Land, are you talking to interior designers? If not, why not? You should mm -hmm. be. Shame on you. Get out there and talk to talk to more interior designers. Find out what they're doing in people's homes because people need it. People seriously need it. They need they need better spaces designed for them in in their homes, but they also need the ergonomics put in there as well. Really interesting to know, Graham, from the house building organisations, you know, the people, your persimmons and, and, you know, all those sort of guys who are putting up new houses. I wonder, have they changed the design and the layouts? Are they now, you know, if they maybe were previously putting in sort of four rooms, is one of them now being specifically, bedrooms as it were, is one of them being specifically designed as an office? Are they putting more lofts built in that are being considered as roof spaces with the... um with the, the lighting, the Velux lighting that goes in. So it'd be interesting to know, or at some point, if we can, get someone um, on from that industry to understand, okay, we can look and work on all the old houses that people are, the existing houses, but what, what's happening going forward? Is this now a consideration it, when they're actually constructing and designing new houses? Well, it's funny you should say that. I did speak to someone in that, in, from the um, chart surveyors, Royal Chart Surveyors the other day, mm -hmm. um, about... 
that it was really around the sort of sustainability piece, but also the, the the sort of economic piece, because a lot of people are, you know, we 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 are massively, massively behind in terms of social housing in the UK. Um, and they were saying that one of the one of the strong pieces going forward, uh, in in this year will be um, these these types of um, rooms that you can put onto the roof. So I can't remember what it's called, but basically okay. you can you can take out the existing roof structure and you can put in it's pre-built a whole yeah. set a, a second floor. Wow. Um, and that's something that a lot of them are going to be looking at because mm. there's going to be funding, et cetera, to do that, to, to kind of put additional room space onto existing houses because uh, there's not enough sites if you were for create and there's, and there's too much sort of um greenbelt land etc to 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 create the amount of social housing that we need so maybe maybe that will even go into sort of like the the the, the private sector as well maybe more people will look at hmm, can i structurally change my house within the, the existing footprint mm. not necessarily go outside of it can i put another level on um and in fact, talking about that program again, um, love it or list it, that is one of the things that one of the people uh, that I saw a recent episode of, that's what they did. They they created a second floor within the same footprint area just to give them that that additional space. Right. And I think, I, okay. I think that, that might be, become a thing that we see a lot more of. Have you just clocked, have you clocked Susan's oh, comment? Brilliant. In Ontario here, they include a pet room where there's a shower for their dogs. Do you know what? <laughs> We're just doing it all wrong in the UK. Mind yeah. you, you see, Canada is a bigger land mass. A lot of it's space. Like, it's like America. A mm. lot of space. In the UK, we literally do have people, a lot of people, living in a space where you literally couldn't even swing a cat. Not that you'd <laughs> want to swing a cat. And I don't want, you know, Cats Protection League suddenly coming at me. Yeah. But if you if you could swing a cat or wanted to... Um, you wouldn't be able well, I'd to say swing a cricket bat, maybe, or a baseball say swing bat. A cricket bat. Swing a baseball bat. I don't know yeah. where does that term come from, swing a cat. I just don't understand it. Why would you why would anyone want to hurt an animal? Exactly. You know, maybe gently carry it under your arms and swing it about in a yeah. gentle way, maybe, but not, not grab it by the tail and, and hurt it. That would that would be ridiculous. Uh, so yeah, I I also um I'm looking towards uh to future weeks. Yeah. I have asked somebody, I came across a new ergonomic solution this week. Okay. Yeah. And I have asked them whether I can get hold of uh, some video footage so that we can bring it onto the show. All, I, all I'm going to say at this point, and hopefully maybe in a couple of weeks' time, because next week's going to be crowded with, uh, you know, yeah. conversation with free It is going to be your name's not Dan, you're not coming in next week, isn't it? It is totally that. Yeah. Totally that. But um, this is refuge sacks, right? Now, think about it. Okay. What is generally wrong with refuge sacks from an ergonomic point of view? You, you know, the, mecha the mechanism by which you open, where you sort of, well, you can't quite open them. And no, all, no, no, you think about it. Think about it, right? So what happens with a refuge sack is that you, you uh, it starts off empty, right? Yeah. Yeah, it is interesting, right? Starts off empty <laughs> and it's light, 
doesn't doesn't really weigh very much but okay. then you fill it with refuge okay. so you fill it with stuff and it it sort of balloons into this big thing which you then tie at the top mm. but then how do you then lift it how typically do people lift it okay because it's it's closed at the top and there's no nowhere else to to lift it from you typically then lift it from the top don't you so it's kind mm. of like that and then into a bin over your shoulder yeah you actually think about the straining yeah, yeah. on that it's quite it's, it's ridiculous right now we should have asked this of harold floyd the other week when he was on before christmas the exactly man. and this person sent me some details on linkedin thanks thanks for doing that i'll get his name up so that if people want to connect to him and find out more that's good he's all the way from hawaii his name is jay paulson okay his name is jay paulson and do they we need to go and do the show from there? Was that part of the contract? That is him sort of, totally. We'll, we'll show you video, but you've got to fly us out there. Totally part of it. Totally part of it. And he's come up with the lift light. Uh, sorry, the light lift. Get it the right way around. The light lift economic uh, ergonomic uh, bin liner. Right? Hang on, hang on a second. Can yeah. he call it ergonomic? Well, okay. Yeah. I prob probably in this sense, yes, because it does it does do the job that it says it's going to. Okay. Anyway, right. So what happens is, and you wait until we see it on the video. It's brilliant. But what happens is you fill it as as per normal, blah, 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 but then it's got handles on the side. Ah, it's just it's as simple as that, right? So it's structured with handles on the side, so that once it's full, you literally just lift it there, and then you drop it there. So you don't do this anymore. You do this. Do you not often think with things like that? How comes no one thought of that before? How comes nobody thought of it before? It's just, it's so simple. Yeah. But basically what they've done is they've looked at, like how Harold would have been talking about last week, how should you be lifting yeah. weights? Yeah. Provide some common sense that you don't yes. over. That's a very good point. There we Provide go. Some common now sense you don't overfill the bags. Uh, you know, make the bags smaller. Yeah, I mm. thought it was brilliant as well. Uh, we will be playing a video of it. Um, we're just clearing it now in the background, not of trash, but whatever. Uh, and Susan, said nothing to do yeah. with animals. Old navy. Oh, there, here's the here's where <laughs> you you learn so much on this show. Yeah. This is where swinging a cat comes from. Nothing to do with animals. It's an old Navy saying for cat and nine tails punishment. Okay. You need to explain that a little bit more. Um, but that, that's brilliant. It's just great. You get uh, linguistic advice on this show, you know, semantics. You get um, advice on rubbish bins. And yeah. you get to know a bit more about interior design. All in the one show. Have you have you seen is she talk, that? Is Susan talking about you there? Yeah, that's me. Um, <laughs> sounds so simple. Uh, have you have you come across anything new in terms of the ergonomic world over the um, uh, over the last I? few months? I mean, it's a I, slow start, isn't it? What two thousand twenty-three? Well, two thousand and twenty-three. I'll get the year right this time. Yeah, well done. But, um, have I? Have I? Have I? Um, Bits and pieces. I mean, things you hear about potentially coming out in the future. I think that what I'm seeing at the minute and is is not just with ourselves, but with other players, manufacturers in the market, is, is that whole sustainable angle. That tends to be the angle at the moment. Sustainability, the material from which products are being made. 
So I think there are some tweaks to design, but I think the biggest thing for me is, is the sustainability piece in terms of, okay, great, you're making these products that are traditionally made from metals and plastics and all the packaging and all the plastic wrap that goes in it. How can you sort of make those more sustainable? So that's where I think the biggest change for me, Graham, is potentially product that were made with material A are now being made with material B. So I think it's a change of of structure and material more than something absolutely brand new. Yeah, I'd be interested to know from businesses out there who last year actually changed their sort of sustainability charter, etc. Who who actually, as an organisation, said this is now something we've got to look at seriously. Mm -hmm. We are now deciding who we are going to buy from in terms of sustainability. Um, did anybody actually implement any specific sustainability ISOs, et cetera, or, or, or you know, uh, British standards, et cetera, so that actually, you know, their compliance is much more around sustainability now. Are organisations fully implementing those things? Because you, I think you've got to actually implement a a policy and a procedure and a and a management process behind it otherwise it you know it's too bitty and it it won't actually happen yeah. so it'd be interesting to know are people are people really doing that now um and and if so how far has that filtered down through your yeah. organization is it you know are you actually starting to look at what you buy in terms of uh things like ergonomic products in terms of where they actually come from you know, is it is it even impacting stuff like your stationary order on a you know, on a monthly or probably a weekly basis for a bigger company? You know, are you are you making sure that all of the products that you've gone through, you've got a you know what the what the life journey is of those products, or you know, is this something that is still a lot of hearsay out there for a lot mm. of businesses, but they haven't really tangibly done anything yet? It'd be good to get some someone on from the sort of sustainability uh, sector uh, at some point to kind of talk about that. That that would be good, and maybe sort of governments governance as well. Anyone that deals with sort of ISO and and mm. uh, British standards within businesses that that would be interesting as well. I've, I've, I shall add those to the list. Uh, talking about the the guests that we've got, uh, what's this? Let's have a chat about a sustainability episode. Maybe Ooh. yeah, we could we could do that. Yeah, sustainability all the way. I know it's a, a it's a favourite topic of Andrew's there. Yeah. Um, Guess you've for lost next your week. train of thought. You lost your train of thought there, and you guess for next I've, week. Loads I've of lost, them. I've lost me train. Let alone yeah. me, me train, <laughs> train of thought. So next week, in terms yes. of guess for for wow, I'm I'm trying to get up my whole list so that I, I get this right. Okay, right. so we have got next week. Uh, will you confirm the first guest, which is Simone Fenton Jarvis? Uh, tell us it a little is. bit about Simone. Well. Simone has written a fantastic book about the human-centric workplace that um, that have been she's been doing extremely well with. Um, and you know what? I thought I'm connected with her. I'm going to throw it out there and see if she'll come on the show. And she's absolutely agreed. So we have a a real-life author joining us next week, uh, successful author. Um, and um, yeah, I've, I've also books available on Amazon as well. So yeah, she's joining us next week to talk about the human-centric workplace. So delighted to get Simone on the show. And we've also got uh, the wonderful Catherine Hyde coming on next week. She's founder of 
poop hide legal advisors. Um, so she's covering her back in terms of anything, everything legal, just in case I say something wrong, like I normally do. Um, yeah, like 2003. <laughs> she's the Telegraph and NatWest top female entrepreneurial to watch in 2022. I, I, I think, I mean, we're just absolutely crushing it. We may have to slightly go from 45 minutes to an hour next week. I think we I, have got to, I, you know. I, I think we might have to do the, the full Monty next week. Yeah. And then finally, No, no, no. Let's just make the show 15 minutes longer. Oh, let's okay, not yeah, the full Monty. So. Yeah, yeah. No, that's fine. Uh, and also, <laughs> we have the wonderful <laughs> Laura Maffeus on next week as well. She is uh, she is communications manager at Save the Children UK. Uh, she has alopecia um, and she uh, talks about body confidence communication and uh, diversity and representation matters and she has literally just been on tv with holly and phil so i mean we have absolutely smashed it next week in terms yeah. of guests um if you don't come on next week and watch us you are missing an absolute treat because that is like it's like three people that you couldn't possibly want to miss next week all in the one space how we're going to fit in we don't know we're going to we're going to make some ergonomic adjustments um in order to squeeze everybody in but next week that's that's what we've got to offer uh, if you haven't subscribed yet to uh the the wow ergonomics um uh, podcast on the various platforms you mean people do. haven't well there are a few people that haven't yeah. but if you if you haven't done it yet please yeah. do um, I did manage to get my music podcast in the top 20 on Spotify last year. It'd be great if we could get Wow Ergonomics in the top 20 podcasts under the health and well-being category next year. Yeah. That would or, or this year. That would be absolutely perfect. Make, make, Christmas for me and Stephen would be wonderful if we could do that. You know, we, we could go around saying, yeah, we've got a top 20 health and well-being podcast called Wow Economics. So if you haven't followed us uh, on Spotify or wherever yet, please do do that. Uh, and, and if you want to know where you find all of this stuff, just go to wowergonomics.co. Uh, no, sorry, wowergonomics.com. Um, yes, we did lose Lisa Marie Presley. I think that was... Um, uh, that was the news today. We mm, have lost a sad. lot of. Yeah. Do you know what? This has been one of these years again. A bit like. Do you remember the year we lost Bowie? And actually, that year we lost so many yeah. famous musicians. It's mm. been one of those years again. Mm. The, the 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 lead singer from Faithless. We lost. Just oh yeah, Maxi Jazz. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we just lost Jeff Beck uh, a couple of days ago as well. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm trying to I'm now trying to rack my brains to think who, who else. You're right, there were three or four others that I thought, and it was like, oh gosh, yeah, they just it, it, it does seem just to have been that, that sort of three or four week period, doesn't it? With lots and lots of sort of well loved, famous, and you know, renowned people, it just you know, sort of one one sort of happening after the other. Uh, so, yeah, very uh, sad to read that overnight. So, so yeah, so on that lovely note, sobering thought, sobering. Yeah, uh, we leave you this week. Uh, thanks for joining in. Thanks for our guest coming in today, Caroline. That's great. We'll be in touch with yeah. her. Do join us next week. Next week's going to be an absolute blast yeah. as we interview those three guests. Um, if you've got any questions that you want to bring to next week, and why wouldn't you with a with a uh, guest list like that, do come along. 
tag other people in, get people here. Let's make it the best one yet. This has been Wow Ergonomics with me and Stephen. Bye for now. Bye-bye. See you next week.